Hey, what's up, Photo Nation? In just a second, we're gonna to get to this podcast episode on what you need to know to actually make money with photography in 2024. Now, it's never been easier to do, and I'm in this podcast, I'm gonna get into all that information, but real quick, I wanted to bring to your attention, I have a limited time free training on the 30-day process of creating your own photography business from scratch. This is the step-by-step -step method that I use to build a five to six-figure landscape photography business and doing it very quickly. This course not only shares all the information that you need, but also the tools that I recommend to do the exact same thing that I did, and it is the quickest way to profitability as a landscape photographer. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to go to lpubusiness.com and sign up for the free training video that's going to take you through what you need to do every single day for 30 days to start your own five to six figure landscape photography business that's going to connect you with an audience, help you monetize your knowledge, and grow the photography business and build the life that you've always dreamed of. Remember that's lpubusiness.com, but that's only available for a limited time. So go ahead and visit that website right now. It is more possible for you to go full-time with your photography in 2024 than ever before in history. And if you can simply connect with your audience, add value, and package your knowledge, you can easily start earning in under a month. Now, if you wanna start earning, here's what you need to do. You need to start packaging your knowledge. You need to start packaging what you know as a photographer and how you teach it. So as somebody who makes my sole income from photography, namely landscape photography, I've seen a lot of changes. And in 2024, really I believe is the most possible year for you to grow as a photographer and it's the most reasonable year for you to go full-time as a photographer too because of the possibilities that I'm just about to get into. So let's start out by talking about connecting with your audience. The biggest mistake that you can make is labeling your audience with the algorithm. There are so many photographers that say, you know, the algorithm is the problem. There are so many issues with finding people to follow and follow you. And you know, the algorithm is messing up all these things for you on social media. When in reality, the algorithm are simply the people who've chosen to follow you. The algorithm are the people who want to hear from you. So it's not like the algorithm is making the choices on what to first further show people, it's your audience making the choices on what they want to see and what they view as adding value to their photography. So if they're not liking your posts, it just means that they're not liking your posts. And that's not to bash anybody. I make posts all the time that nobody really cares for or has interest in. So when you're making content and it's not getting that many likes, it's because not many people are liking it. So that tells the algorithm in the whole not to distribute it further than your original audience. So that's why your posts aren't getting shared. When you then label the algorithm then as your audience or your followers or your community, then you start being able to say, okay, this is what my community likes, this is what they don't like, and then you can start making posts and content that they actually do like. Once you do that and you start saying, hey, how can I serve the community? How can I serve my audience? Now you're getting more into, hey, what can 
further reach other people because right now, you know, we're seeing something really interesting with social media in 2024 that hasn't been accessible in previous years as photography, which is one of the big reasons why I think 2024 is one of the easiest years to earn with your photography, and that is the TikTokification of social media. Now that TikTok has been out and actually people are being able to connect with new creators as uh, interests rather than people, we're seeing a whole new growth system in social media. In the past, Social media was basically, you know, you gain a list of followers, you make content, and that content is distributed to your followers, similar to like an email list would do. However, now with TikTok, what we're seeing is people searching by interest and dispersion by interest levels. So if somebody has interest in your topic and the algorithm or the audience has seen that they like that, then it's going to be dispersed further within that interest. So that's why growth right now is so important and that's why growth right now is so easily dispersible if you're listening to your original audience, looking at what they like, what they enjoy, and making content for that audience that then gets dispersed outside of that sphere of influence that you has as your followers. So it's really important to make content and listen to what your audience has to say about what you are actually making as a photographer. Now, you may be saying, okay, Dave, so what kind of content do people want to see? Well, I wanna be really careful with what I say here because therapeutic photography is definitely a thing. We get therapy from going out and taking photos and being able to express ourselves as a photographer, but you need to make content that relates to that person that is consuming the content. So when you're doing that, when you're taking photos, absolutely, use it as a therapy for yourself, but when you're making content, you need to make it for that person who is consuming the content. So what does that actually look like exactly? Well, when you're making that content, what it actually looks like is your ability to storytell and tell stories about your experience. This is a lot of long form content when you're able to tell stories and you're able to tell people about your experiences, why you took the photo. I'll give you a really helpful tip here on creating content and writing better content is using your experiences and knowing everything that was going on, what it felt like, what it sounded like, birds chirping in the background, which is what I'm hearing right now. There's so much that you're able to tell stories with that you're not really locking into. You might be writing a post on your picture and your photos that says like, fall weather's coming, sun's out, gun's out, I don't know, just a one word caption down in the line below. What you need to be doing is telling extensive stories. I'm talking about like long form, 500 word posts that allow you to make interesting stories about what you're actually shooting as a photographer and what you're getting into as a photographer when you are in the field. That can be inspiring, that can be connecting, that has the ability to have massive reach and massive engagement on social media and with your email list as well. We'll get more into email lists and social media platforms and things like that in just a little bit. But when you're able to tell stories that engage, that is what sparks the algorithm to start sharing that and dispersing that content even further. 
Now it's one thing to have a big following on social media, but what happens when your page gets taken down or your YouTube gets shut down or anything like that? That's a big problem. And it's one that I feel like a lot of photographers aren't thinking about strongly enough. What you need to do is actually move your audience off of social media and onto your own platform. Now I'm not talking about building your own platform. What I'm talking about doing here is moving your audience from social media to actually getting them on your email list and making content that goes and is dispersed directly to them, much how social media used to work. Now you may be asking yourself, okay, how do you actually do that? Because people don't like giving their email addresses out. And I totally get that. I don't really like giving my email addresses out either. But one way you can do that is to add an offer that is unrefusable. So when you do this, what happens is you're able to give somebody an offer of something for completely free or even just up to $5 and they get access to something that brings them great, great value. So when they have this value, basically it's an offer that's unrefusable, like, hey, here's a free ebook, here's a free video course, anything like that. And it tells them to come off of that platform and give their email address to you in return for that content. Now I see so many photographers say like, hey, sign up for my monthly email list or something like that. Well, that's kind of the wrong way to go about it because that's not putting a ton of effort into your email list and giving people value every single week in an email, in an update, and having them come along for the journey with you. Remember, the email list is people actually giving you their information to say, hey, I wanna hear from you. I want to hear from you in return from this resource that you're giving out. So when you're failing to deliver on updating them or giving them updates, you're basically failing on updating them and holding up your end of the bargain. So these people want to hear from you and this is your huge example and huge opportunity to build a tighter community and grow your inner sphere of influence. Now I've mentioned sphere of influence a couple times now already and what I want you to know is when you are starting out in photography, maybe earning money in photography, I think one of the biggest things that people say is, well, I don't have a lot of followers. I don't have a big email list. I don't have these things that you're talking about. I think the comforting thing is knowing that you don't have to have a huge following to get started in this and start earning money with photography. You can easily earn $1,000 a month with the following that you already have. You just have to learn how to add as much value to them as possible and how to diversify your platform so you can grow that audience and in turn grow your income as a photographer. Now, I don't know about you, but it does seem like there is a new social media platform that comes up every single week that you have to transition and put all your energy into. There are just a few though that I think photographers should really be focusing on in 2024 to move that audience to your email list like I was just talking about. So the audience movers, in my opinion right now, are Facebook, yes, Facebook is still relevant, uh, TikTok, Instagram, and YouTube. All of these are harnessing that dispersion that we talked about, the TikTokification of 
following and dispersing content based on interest. So one of the things that you need to be aware of these with is being able to identify what on these platforms is actually dispersing the content. So that could be uh, Instagram reels, that could be long form Facebook posts on your fan page or your business page and YouTube shorts and YouTube search options. So I think a lot of photographers make really good YouTube content, but the problem is they're not making content that is searchable and evergreen for years and years to come. So they might make a vlog of going out in woodland photography or something like that, and they're hoping to get all these views. Well, you might get a good number of views from your email list right away, but what happens over time is those views go way, way down, and that video just kind of dies in the realm of the quote-unquote YouTube algorithm. Now, what you can do here instead of making vlog form based videos are knowledge based videos and knowledge based videos have the ability to be evergreen for years and years to come. I have videos out on one of my channels that are several years old and those are the, some of my highest reaching videos ever reaching over hundreds of thousands of views and still making money with AdSense and affiliate links as well. So if you're able to make searchable content, not only with YouTube, but also YouTube shorts, remember YouTube shorts also show up in search you're then able to grow your audience on those platforms and continue making. Now, I wanna say something on TikTok for a lot of photographers is that you still view this platform as like teenage girls dancing. And while that is a big part of how it got started, it's not really like that anymore. You can easily clip up a lot of the video content that you make and turn it into TikTok posts, Instagram reels, things like that to grow your influence and grow your audience. So a couple tips for posting on these platforms is diversify what you're posting on each platform. Not every post has to be the same on every single one of these platforms. And not only that, you need to kind of diversify how you're talking on each platform because the audiences are different. Your grandma's on Facebook, but your grandma's not on TikTok. So you have to talk a little bit differently on each one of those, both in video and in the post and the actual body of the text that you're putting in there. Number two on making these posts is don't overthink it. I think a lot of people say, you know, is this gonna go viral or is this gonna be good content for this? Try things out, like really embrace the failing part of posting your photography on these different platforms. And you're really gonna find that a lot of your areas not overthinking things is going to come in handy because it's going to lead to you actually posting more content and actually getting results from that. When you don't overthink it, you become more comfortable in what you're actually posting, and that leads to more interaction because you're being a real person on there. Lastly, how much should you actually be posting? Well, across the platforms that you choose to use for your social media, moving people over to your email list, I highly recommend a minimum 
of six posts a day. Now that can be extremely daunting, but think about what a post actually is. A post can be just a simple Facebook picture with some text. It can be a poll to your audience. It can be an Instagram story. It can be an Instagram photo, an Instagram reel, a TikTok reel. So a tweet, when you think about it this way, one form of content can be just one sentence sent out to your community page on YouTube, which is one of the most uh, highly underutilized parts of YouTube when you're growing a channel, by the way. So content doesn't have to be a six minute video or a reel. It can be a tweet. It can be one question box on Facebook. It can be so many different things. So when you're thinking about the amount of content, don't think about it as this daunting thing that you have to make you know, a thousand posts per day and spend all your time figuring out these platforms, responding to comments, but just make like six forms of content per day and you'll really start to see that snowball rolling in the right direction of interacting with your community and not just ignoring it constantly. And you know, social media is not going anywhere. We've seen it stick around, we've seen new platforms pop up, and we've seen it continue to evolve. So utilize it in 2024 when you're starting to look to earn money with your photography, and always know that it is subject to change. When you see those changes coming and happening, kind of watch them and see what they do, and then embrace it and start using that as a part of your photography business as well and jump on things early. No, don't be afraid to test it out. Don't be afraid to use it. And then if it dies off, you know, get off of it for a little while. You know, really embrace social media to grow your photography business in 2024. I can't say that enough. I've made so many mistakes posting and using social media and then getting off of it and thinking that it's not doing anything only to realize if I would have kept posting on there, I would have grown my following so much more and probably doubled my income in years to come. Now, you also just need to add a ton of value to your community. And value, all photography has value, right? We all have value and find value in our photography and are able to go out and take different kinds of photos. And we see the value in all those photos. But then when you're able to package that value in your community and how you're able to repurpose that and share that value and give it back, that's when you really start to grow with your photography and your audience starts to connect with who you are and what you do. So I think the biggest challenge here and what a lot of people struggle with is saying something like, well, that's already been said or so-and-so is doing that with their photography, so I can't do it. It doesn't matter if they're doing it with their photography or not. What matters is your voice when it applies to that subject, right? Your voice when it applies to that piece of information or that encouragement or that inspiration with photography, you just, you don't have to reinvent the wheel, right? You don't have to do anything different. All you really have to do with this is put your spin on it and put your different kind of voice on it. So when you are thinking about making something knowledge-based, inspiration-based, what you need to do is just put your voice and spin on it. And this is when we start getting out of the social media talk and getting into actually creating something and doing something that you can monetize as a photographer. 
uh, because that's when you start to see a lot of momentum with your photography. That's when you start to see a lot of the benefits for the work that you've put into it uh, so much over the years. So when you're starting to get into this and you're starting to see results, that can be very exciting and you start to realize, hey, I'm not saying anything too different than this photographer or that photographer. All I'm really doing is sharing my personal experience with it. And then that starts to unlock a lot of the people who resonate with that story and resonate with your different voice on the topic. Now, one of my big tips for finding your voice and starting sharing a lot of your experiences and voice on topics that have already been covered in photography, one of the things uh, that I would say is remove all of the expert lingo that surrounds it. Because when you do this, you remove any barriers of entry around your audience. So what does that actually mean? A barrier of entry was, is means that when you share on a topic or you talk about a specific topic in photography, if you start to talk like some elevated photography professor in the most difficult college to get into ever, that completely goes over their head and they're like, I'm bouncing, this person just speaks way over my head, I don't wanna get into it. Speak on just generic terms, right? You don't have to speak as somebody who knows all this stuff. You don't have to be an expert on the topic when you're using that vocabulary. If you speak as if you are a peer to them and basically remove your knowledge vocabulary on the topic down to where they can understand it, grasp it, put it into uh, similarities to their life and their experiences, that's when they really start to connect with it. And when they start to connect with it, they basically say, hey, I'm you know, am totally down to learn from this person. I understand what they're talking about. I totally get their experiences, how they describe and teach photography or share photography tips. Uh, that's when you start to be able to monetize these tips and this information. Now, if you wanna start earning, here's what you need to do. You need to start packaging your knowledge. You need to start packaging what you know as a photographer and how you teach it. Obviously, this can be done in a variety of ways, but I think the most quickest way to profitability as a photographer is to create an online course. Now, you may be like, hey, that's a huge daunting thing that I don't really know anything about. Neither did I when I started it, okay? But I quickly was able to figure it out. It's one of the things that we teach here at Landscape Photography University and in the 30-day photographer course. This is something that is really going to help you out because when you are able to package your knowledge in a course, people are able to consume that knowledge and consume what you teach based on that topic of the course. Now, I think the big holdup with courses is that people think that they have to create this entirely new concept of a photography technique or topic and they basically have to package it into like 12 to 24 hours of content. That's just not what you need to do. This doesn't have to be anything that is new. It just has to be in your style of teaching it and you have to arrange the course in a way that's interesting to the audience and connects them and actually delivers the value that you promise in it. 
So for example, when I was creating 30-day photography business, I wanted to show everybody how to create their own dream job of having their own money-making photography business and do it in just 30 days that breaks down how to organize your business, the tax information, how you're able to save money with it, how to create a course, all the tools and websites and, and those services that you need and adding it up to a cheapest budget possible to get started earning revenue as a photographer. At this moment, that's the only landscape photography course that does that. However, I'm not thinking that anybody's gonna not copy it or try to profit off it at their audience, and that's totally fine, but I'm firm on that my course is the most beneficial. It gives you all the right tools and that I have organized it in a way that is entertaining to the audience and keeps them engaged because, you know, what I didn't want in creating something is creating a course that nobody finished. And I read a stat the other day that was shocking at I think 70% of people don't finish online courses and that's not something that I wanted out of this course. I wanted people to be able to finish it and actually implement the techniques. So that's why I organized it in the unique way that I did. Now, when I mention photography courses, I think a lot of people are gonna be like, okay, I'm gonna make a Photoshop course, I'm gonna make a Lightroom course, I'm gonna make a Photo Basics course, I'm gonna make a masking course, I'm gonna do this, this, and this. Now, the problem with that, while you can do that, and I do think that you would be able to have profitability with that, the problem when you do that is that you are not building on those courses and the success of them. Not only that, but you're guessing at what is actually going to make a profit for you, and that's wasting a lot of time on the front end creating these because they can take a long time to create if you're doing it this way, and you're not guaranteed any income off of it. What you need to do instead is actually get the information from your audience on the start. So designing a course this way with the reach that the internet has right now is your number one way to profitability and doing it as quick as possible. What you have to do is ask your audience if they are interested in a topic and they are going to give you the results that you want to say, is this profitable or is it a waste of my time making it because no one's really interested in it? Simply do a few weeks of polling with your audience and do some subtle polls with them to see what topics resonate with them and that's going to reflect the overall audience of photographers that you're going to be able to reach on social media, putting them on your email list and then connecting them on email. Now, the crazy part about this is you can actually start earning money on your course doing it like this before you even make a course. So what you can do here is send out a few emails to people or social media posts to people um, who responded to those. Don't just send out a mass email. Pick and choose people who interacted with those things on email, on social media, and send them a DM, send them an email personally and say, hey, I'm about to start making this course. If you want in on the first edition, it's going to be rolling out weekly sections or weekly chapters of this course and you're gonna have first access to it you're gonna be able to help me design the course. You're gonna help me be able to pick and choose the topics which are most helpful. In return, I'm gonna give you either the course for free or a massive discount 
and I want a testimonial after it or a video interview to give a video testimonial that I can use later on when I'm marketing this course. Doing it this way gives you money to get started on the course and some upfront money proving that this can be a profitable idea and it helps you be encouraged to make the course and to start earning with it. Now I think in this step is where a lot of photographers get daunted and get kind of afraid of the process. But remember, it should be encouraging to you that these people have said that they actually want this course made and they've already paid for it before you've even made it, which is pretty crazy if you think about it. But when you're able to do this, once you make the course, you get feedback from them, then you can use those testimonials and video interview testimonials to your benefit because you can then market those courses to other people, showing the benefits of the course. You're literally so far ahead of the game using this strategy because you have those testimonials when you start marketing it to the broad audience of your community and your customers, having just those testimonials and testimonials just help you sell the course. They help you do a lot in terms of selling a course and getting your course out there to your audience. But when you have this ability to have testimonials, people say, oh, so this person has already taken the course and and this is the benefit that the course had to them, I bet it can do the exact same for me. Now I want to take this course and I want to benefit the exact same way that Sally did, that Gary did. I wanna be able to have that same transformation. And remember, when you're doing this and when you're marketing these courses, people do not buy the course for you know the eight hours of content that's packed into it. People buy the course because of the transformation effect. So when you have these testimonials and you have the transformation that people have gone through and they're saying, hey, this course did this for me, it can do the same thing for you, then people connect with that and they want the exact same transformation. Remember what I was talking about when I was talking about um, creating a course based on the feedback of your audience? If that audience has that feedback and they say, hey, these are the courses, this is a topic that I want created for me, then you now have the ability to create testimonials and marketing content for that same topic and that same audience. So you're already 20 steps ahead of everybody else who are guessing and choosing on what courses to make and how to profit off of them. So you just heard kind of a crash course in how to actually profit and monetize from photography in 2024. What's working right now? Remember these tips were hot off the press. This is what's working in businesses, not only in photography, but in other categories as well. These are proven tactics that I use in my photography business and ones that I've learned about and how to use to build my own five to six figure landscape photography business. If you want more tips, if you want a full 30-day crash course on how and what to do every 30 days, plus the tools to use to grow your own photography business and monetize it, go to lpubusiness.com. So your mission, should you choose to accept it, is to go to lpubusiness.com and sign up for that free limited time training. Remember, it's not gonna be here forever. That's going to take you through how to connect, grow, and 
build the photography business and the life that you dream of. That's lpubusiness.com. Go ahead and head over there right now because this is a limited time crash course.